0: All righty, just after four twenty p m Eastern two twenty in uh, the mountain time zone, but the eastern time zone is uh, what we're a lot of people are going to be focused on, especially starting Friday with the Toronto blue Jays in the playoffs for the first time. Not as long as Seattle, uh, but the first time in a while uh, for the Blue Jays, it feels like anyway. It's going to be exciting. Uh, I think uh, I remember the last time uh, we remember the bat flip and all that. Uh, I was on the air on the radio, and it was wild. So I can't wait for afternoon baseball uh, here on Ultimate Fantasy Sports Daily uh, starting Friday. As mentioned, uh, Aaron Judge did not hit a home run today. I do not think he's going to get another at-bat. It's the top of the eighth in uh, Texas. The Yankees are up 5-4. So we'll have more on Aaron Judge a little bit later in uh, our fake locker room sound segment. But right now, uh, I want to bring in our guest of the day. It is Eric Grossman from What's Your Call Sports. Eric, uh, it's uh, the best time of the year. Uh, You lived it um, with the Toronto Blue Jays. What's the, what do you think the buzz is in the big smoke right now with the Blue Jays, just a couple of days away from the playoffs?
1: It's, it's awesome. Like uh, I, I kind of, it kind of takes me back. Right. So um, to, to be able to host it, I mean, just to be able to, we, we mentioned it, we, you know, we talked about it last, you know, last time I was on, um, home field advantage, you know, I, I think it's a bit overrated in baseball, but not when it comes to Toronto, not when it comes to the Blue Jays. I've, I've had the, I've had the luck or privilege to go to many stadiums and work work in many stadiums. No stadium shakes, like no stadium vibrates shakes like the one like Roger center does. I'll never forget it. I'll honestly, I'll never forget that. What it felt like.
0: Yeah. I remember being on the air uh, during, you know, those playoff times. And, and like I said, it was, it was such an exciting, and this is coming from Edmonton where, at this time of the year, the Oilers dominate everything, right? Just like, uh, you know, the Jets or the Giants do and things like that. So uh, Toronto really captured the hearts of, I think, all Canadians, just like the Raptors did. And and uh, hopefully uh, we'll see it again this year. Um, not everything, I guess, is uh, is 100% decided. I guess there's, there's still a few things that can happen. But th- the one thing I want to talk about is here we are talking about this great story about Albert Pujols and it ties into the playoffs because I think we could be talking about Albert Pujols as a potential playoff MVP at some point. I mean, this guy has 11 of his 22 home runs in the last 41 games. He is going into his final playoff on an absolute heater. Maybe we should be talking about Albert Pujols as a, as an MVP contender in a playoff series at some point. Absolutely.
1: A hundred percent. Like why not? Right. And, and, it's so I love it when they go out on top. I love it when when the greats go out on top, like David Ortiz. At the same thing, it's like they 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 were like that's you know when you grow up that's he was my time. Al Pujols was the best hitter I've I've seen, right? Him and and Miguel Cabrera, like those those type of guys. It's like it's amazing when they can go out on top the way they are. So why not? Why you know he he's on he's on fire right now. He is completely dialed in. Um, There's no reason why it won't stop when it gets to the playoffs. I can't think of anything. Been there, done that, right? For him anyway.
0: That's exactly it, and that St. Louis team is. Uh, I I think they're an abs. They, they're a team I don't want the Dodgers to face because they. Although they did beat them last year, but they're they're that grizzled veteran contender team. Like you look at the Toronto on the other side, it's a fairly young team. This St. Louis team has you know veteran moxie oozing out of everything. Um, when when you look at playoff matchups, obviously the the one in Toronto is is the one that you're most excited about. I. I I'm guessing, but when you look around at the rest of the playoff matchups, what really intrigues you?
1: You know, Dean, this is the way I look at it, right? Every team that makes the playoffs is obviously really good, okay? So I'm always a clean slate guy, like going in and, and all those things. Um, but what I look for is, it comes down to the pitching. Like we've discussed before, who's got the most pitching? It could be anything, starters, relievers. I group them all together as one anyway. How how short how short can you make this game? Yes, it's a nine inning game, but how can you? Who are the teams that can make it seven innings? And do you know what I? If you know what I mean, it's like who's got those lockdown closers that they're gonna go more than one inning? It's not the regular season anymore, so they're gonna go an inning in the third, an inning in two thirds. Who's got the lockdown closer with the lockdown eighth guy? All of a sudden, that team that has you know if that particular team has a lead after five or six, the other team starts squeezing the bat a little bit more because they know what's coming. Right. And, and if you say that out loud to yourself and go, Oh, I know what's coming. If you look at the Mets with their, the end, the back end of their bullpen, all of a sudden you get to the seventh inning, and you don't have the lead. You're, it goes into your mind. Once it goes into your mind, it's over. It's because everyone's got the physical skills. It's the mindset. Now at this point, mental toughness, I guess. I look at
0: this Mets Padres series and it's so interesting because they both have really great starting staffs that are only one team is only going to get one game. Like, I mean, if if the Mets lose, you only get one game out of your incredible staff and you blew the division. That's going to, this is going to be a disappointment for, for whoever loses this series because you know, the Mets had it and they have that great pitching. The Padres made the big trade and everything. So this first series between the Mets and the Padres the the team that loses that is going to feel the most disappointed, in my opinion, out of any playoff team.
1: Here's how you can look at this. Is how I'm going to look at the, at that series, and this could be obvious, but it's just the way I feel, right? The Mets will win if it's four if the scores are four, three, three, two, two, one, five, three, something like that. The Padres will win thirteen, three, ten, two. You mm-hmm. know, do you know, what, do you, do you know what I'm trying? Yeah. Like, do you know where I'm going with that? Like, if it's going to be a battle. Of pitching, if it's going to be a battle of bullpens, if it's going to be a battle of tight knit, low scoring games, I'm taking the Mets. But if San Diego wins, it's going to be because because they won by a lot. They're not. That's just my feeling. That's just my feeling again. How it's the amount of pitches you have. So you know, starters. If you have four starters, but you can only start two because it's let's say it's only two, two out of three, and you only get two games, the other guys will still pitch. Like I've been hearing a lot of stuff about. Oh, for the Jays, like who would be the third? You know who would go game three? You know it's a big discussion between um, Bar- Barrios and, and Stripling. It's a big discussion, big discussion. Well, I got news for you. It's going to probably be both anyway in that right. game, right? So like if Barrios starts, which he should, if, in my opinion, Barrios should start that game because he's more used to he's more of a starter and you, he's the investment. He's you know this is what this is where you get to get paid the big bucks for, right? He would start anyway. If he does well, then you don't have to worry about anything. He's going to the fifth or sixth inning and you're good. If he doesn't go well and he gets you start warming the guys up, well, who do you think is coming in the second inning if you gets in trouble? Mm. Tripling. <laughs> so either oh, way, gosh. it'll work out for you. It'll work out for you either way. You don't have to I don't think you have to pin down one guy. I think it's whoever your third starter is might go in game one. Like you don't have time. That's this is where like this is the awesome part about it. I think we'll talk about managers later, but this is what sets the managers apart here how well do you use your staff like maybe your third start guy in the starting um rotation can't wait for a game three you might have to do a game one mm-hmm. just for example yeah. and, and and you know
0: what like i'm not a fan of uh of bringing in guys that are starters um like 95 percent of the time i'm not a fan of that when it's like all hands on deck final game yeah you're throwing everybody like i didn't like a couple of years ago when dave roberts went to clayton kershaw in the playoffs, uh, you know, but you know, it's it's all hands on deck, and it's a Hall of Famer. So, uh, at at that point, I do understand it. Most of the time, I don't like it. Like I don't like it early in the series when when managers do yeah. that because then I think your bullpen's saying what the hell, you know, like if it's all hands on deck and your bullpen is tasked, yeah, then then I get it. Um, okay, so the the, the Jays-Seattle series is interesting. It's in Toronto. It would have been interesting if it was in Seattle because you know what happens in Seattle every time the Jays are in town. I what do you think that would have been
1: like? Oh, my God. I, I would actually, you know what, I, I'd be curious. I would have been curious to see. I know the Jays fans wouldn't want that, but, like, I, I would be curious. I would have to imagine it would be basically the... Sp- more or less the same as it always is when you go there. I don't think it would change. They they will spend the money like they will pay to go. They, um, that would be really weird though. I, it's almost too weird actually. If you're if you're think about it from the Mariners' point of view, yeah, that's got to be strange. You have, you host your first play. You would be, in, in this case they'd be hosting their first playoff game. God and in, in however long, and next thing you know, they get they get outdone by the Blue Jays fan. That would be, I actually would kind of for you know from the Mariners side I wouldn't like that
0: no that makes
1: make I feel bad about
0: that it happens in the NFL at times too right where you know the oh, whole, sure. like it used to happen in San Diego all the time the San Diego Chargers fans would sell their tickets and there would be always more opposite uh opposition fans uh there than anything uh Tampa yeah. Bay and Cleveland this is the one series I don't know where to go with because on one hand you have Cleveland riding the great Uh, The year that they had, and and, you know, it's almost like making the playoffs is fine. On the other hand, you have Tampa Bay, who always seems to have the talent to get it done. What do you, where do you go in this series?
1: It's literally flip a coin. I'm, this is a, for me, this is a flip flip the coin series. Like, I could see it going any, any which way. If you, you know, I, I would, I'm going to go with Tampa. I'm going to go with Tampa, um, just because I feel like, when, it, when it's all said and done, it comes into those, those clutch moments, those those situations where you just need to get it done. Um, I think they're going to get it done when they need to, just getting those runners in a scoring position. Um, Cleveland, I mean, it's also nice to be on Cleveland's side because every, this is bonus now, right? They're in bonus time. This is like kind of house money. Mm-hmm. They're going to go on with literally no pressure. Like, just It's the best when you can play relaxed, especially in the playoffs, if you can just be relaxed. They have nothing. They've proven it all. Like They've already proven it. Right, we've seen it. Um, I think ultimately, if the Rays starters do what they're supposed to do, I think I think the Rays will win. If the Rays starters get in trouble, well, there's the coin flip again. It goes. I think it sways back to Cleveland.
0: Yeah, and and it's going to be fun watching this Cleveland team, just like that Baltimore team, uh, in, in kind of the coming years uh, to see. Who can really take that next step and and really contend? Uh, you know, the one thing we've been talking about with Albert Pujols is the home run chase and trying to get 700. I completely forgot he was. Uh, that's the all time home run leaders right there, 703. But a lot of people, and I, including myself, didn't realize about the RBI. Uh, number two spot that he was chasing and almost makes you wish he would come back one more year to try and pass Hank Aaron, but to pass Babe Ruth, a uh, tough week for Babe Ruth. He gets passed in home runs in a season and uh, Albert Pujols passes yeah, him in RBIs.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tough. Tough for him. No, Babe Ruth. I mean, he's always, for me, he's always, for me, he's always going to be the best player ever, but like, um, but whatever. Uh, look, the number, it speaks for itself. I, I'm always in the line of thinking, like if the player wants to come back, like go for it. But at the same time, it all depends on the makeup of the player. Like a lot of times, they'll be like, "Well, I don't want to just come back for the sake of it, just to kind of get these numbers and you take up a spot." And and it's and it becomes a bit of almost a distraction. It becomes too me-ish. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and I think people like like players like Albert, like they don't want that. They're they're some players are okay with it, um, but like some crave it, I think. But other ones are kind of like, no, this. You know, I don't want I don't want this to be like my last, you know, go around. I think to go out on top the way he is, I think, sure, those thoughts will creep in. He'll be like, well, maybe I could do another. But I think once you make up your mind, um, go out on top for sure. If he came back, who knows? It's, it could, you never know.
0: Yeah, it's weird. Aaron Donald did the same he re- won a Super Bowl, said he was retiring, wrote his retirement letters and was back in the game last night. He came back because he can but Albert has said all along, I am gonna retire, I'm going out, and, and you're right. I think it's a it's a it's a really cool story. Um you and oh, yeah. I have talked about MVP. Oh, sorry, did you want to add on to that?
1: No, no, I just I, I agree with you. Like I, I, I think it's just amazing. It's great. Like just to see that you're the best guys, like the best players. That we've seen kind of go out on top, it and just to remember where he came from, like not drafted in the 40th round or yeah, yeah, right, like it's late, really late. Was it no? Uh, I think it was somewhere there, wasn't it? Like 20th round or 30th or something. And you know what? I remember like I'm going off topic a bit, but I remember asking the scouts, a couple of scouts that I knew, like just with the J, just killing time, even just like, hey, what happened here? And he said his body. He came up as a second baseman, and his body wasn't good for a second baseman. That's it. Like there wasn't anything more. It wasn't like, like it, it wasn't, they, they didn't say anything other than that. It was just a lot of times scouts or or whatever, for whatever, you know, they put a lot of thought and a lot of like emphasis on the way a body, their bodies are. And if it, it didn't fit second base position. So like, well, we don't really have a spot for him because they didn't think he was going to be an incredible hitter. They thought he'd be good. Right. Maybe. Yeah. But I mean, we all know what it's like when you draft somebody, you never, th- there's never a sure thing in baseball to get, to get, drafted, and then go up to the majors. It's so hard. Yeah, it really this, is. Like The cool yeah. story
0: with Pujols is, you're right, 13th round, and Tampa yeah, Bay scout Fernando Arango recommended that they sign Pujols, and when they didn't, he quit.
1: <laughs> that's, that's how much he <laughs> believed in this guy. Oh, and, that,
0: he's, you know, and nobody did, really. He went to the 13th round. but
1: uh, 13th round, uh, yeah. right. Th- yeah, that guy, actually, he quit. That's how sure he was. Yeah, that's a wild story. Yeah, right.
0: Uh, let's talk about the Cy Young uh, uh, race. Um, you know, we've talked about the MVP uh, race, and I think a lot of people have, have talked about that. Maybe we'll get into that in a bit. But the Cy Young uh, odds, uh, these are the odds uh, that, I, that I got last night. I don't know if anybody is catching Justin Verlander, even though he had that stint on the, uh, the IL. Uh, but do you, do you expect him to be the Cy Young winner when all, said, uh, all is said and done in the AL?
1: I do, Dean. I do. I have him. I have him as my first. The reason why I have him, you got to take that into effect, like into account that he got hurt, so he missed some innings there. But his, it's it's too good, even despite that. You know what I mean? Like, like to have your ERA under under two, and to have a whip under one, and to just basically be absolutely dominant every time you take the mound. I mean, look, he it's too good, despite that he doesn't have the same amount of innings as um Minoa but who would your, Verlander's my guy. Who, who do you have as your next two? Let's call it.
0: Um, in the American league, uh, my number two guy, I think I might go with Otani actually. I, I, I like what Dylan Cease has done, but I'd probably go with yeah. Otani and, and Framber Valdez has just been so automatic. Um, I know I, I, I like, I like Alec Manoa, but those other two guys I think would be my number two and three.
1: Oh yeah. What about I, I, I Like those two guys? I yeah, I had. A, it's so funny that Otani's in this conversation <laughs> after everything we talked about last week. My my controversial pick that I'm still sticking. I'm still staying with it as him as my MVP. I I am despite how crazy Judge is. Like, but but let's keep in mind if Judge does win, it's not like I'm gonna go. Oh how how like yeah. what's going on around here, right? So. Um, anyway, be that as it may, I have Manoa and even Shane Bieber in that conversation. Oh, as well. okay, that's for, cool. For what, yeah. what if I, Judge I doesn't
0: get 62? Does that make Otani the MVP?
1: No, 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 no. It doesn't. It doesn't change. Uh, okay, that, that that part probably doesn't change for me, and it's only because of what Otani's done. Judge again, Judge literally can't do anymore. If there was no Otani, if Otani was that much, even. Not as that much, not as good as he is. Yeah, I'd still take. I would take Judge. Okay. Like it, t- it takes Otani to be two superstars rolled up rolled up into one. So it's like, just recently, I think he got uh, he got thirty thirty million in um, arbitration, yeah. right? Yep. record. Right? Think about it this way: What if you cut him? <laughs> not, yeah. literally, not literally. No, <laughs> literally. Put him in half, right? So he's he's a pitcher and a hitter. So imagine he made fifteen million as a hitter, fifteen million as a pitcher. Those are two undervalued contracts right there. For yeah.
0: Yeah, it's a really good way what of looking do, at it.
1: You, yeah, what would you pay a pitcher of his caliber and a hitter of his caliber? What would you pay, for, like, just for a year, an average an average salary? What would it be?
0: Oh, he'd be $20 million, e- easily.
1: Easily, right? So you're looking at forty. It should be $40 million for the year. Like, 30 is too little, I think. <laughs> yeah, if it and continues, they, if he goes like this. It yeah, it was like a this.
0: record arbitration, and they'll, you know, obviously the new it's, – it's basically – uh a placeholder for him for the new owner to come in and then, you know, decide what right, he wants to do. Right. What about in the right. NL? Uh you mentioned about the innings. Well, nobody's pitched more innings than Alcantara in in Miami and he's not going to pitch again, but that still shouldn't factor it in. Um I'm a Dodger guy and I still uh because of the workload I, I know when, when we talk about MVPs and playoffs, so Urias should get it because of that. But I still, I, I still in a day and age where we don't see pitchers go deep, uh, I like the guy who leads the, uh, the league in innings and had a pretty good season to boot with other numbers. What do you think?
1: Uh, he's my pick, um, hands down. Alcantara, he's, that's my pick. I mean, like you, you've said it yourself. Today, in today's game, to throw six complete games is actually a big deal yeah. these days. It really is. It, back when we started watching, like, you know, we were, like that was your fifth starter with Thrill 10. <laughs> week games. Yeah. Your fifth starter. Um, so, like, it's him for sure. I mean, the ERA, second in ERA, you know, obviously first innings pitched, sixth in strikeouts, fifth in whip. Like, he, he's my guy. He's my guy. If I had to pick, if, if, I, had, if I couldn't pick him and I was going to pick the next two, I like Corbin Burns uh, from mm. Milwaukee as well. I throw him in that in that mix. I don't see him on I don't see him on your list, but no, he's not on um, the odds at all. Yeah, no, those are the Go those check. are the
0: official odds from. Uh, and I, actually, I can't remember where that where I got those from, okay. but he's not even on the list there, which is kind of surprising because he was having a pretty yeah. awesome season.
1: I would I would check I would check his numbers out. I would check his numbers out, um, especially for your for the fantasy guys out there. You can you would they probably have picked up on him. I mean, he led the National League in strikeouts with 238 with the URI under 3 i mean you it's can't that ex- he's not on, he's on that list he might be
0: right under yeah. nola you know maybe i just took the top 5 so he's probably yeah. i'm guessing he's on the board uh, at some point
1: sure sure and the and the Milwaukee you know they they had a great year mm-hmm. um so you know it's yeah i mean i like your the list is great I can't argue with urius like he's such a stud like he, his stuff's unbelievable he's he, he as long as he stays healthy knock on wood he, for the he'll be on this list for every every year I think. Who's that? Um, uh, Urias. Oh yeah, yeah. No, like, I, he's yeah, yeah. you know what? Le,
0: yeah. you, the Dodgers had me at left-hander from Mexico because certainly yeah. they yeah. had success yeah. with Fernando, and I I really like uh, Ureus and and you know he piles up the wins. Um, yeah. you know it's funny Walker Buehler was always the heir apparent and now they have so many options you got Buehler you got May you got Gonsolin you got Urias like they're just they're, they're an embarrassment of riches in their starting yeah. rotation in in LA and 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 maybe that's yeah. where let's go next is the manager okay. of the year um and, and something that oftentimes in leagues the coach of the year or the manager of the year is Given to like the 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 what's the most improved team? And certainly, yep. you, you're getting that in in the Guardians because Terry Francona is going to get a lot of uh, a lot of ink when it comes to the manager of the year. But in the NL side, it's actually probably going to go to a guy who won the most games, which is such a novelty. And and I mean, th- this Dodger team is top five all time for single season wins, and they're not getting talked about because they're so far ahead. And sometimes. People could say, "Oh, they got such a good team." Dave Roberts isn't the manager of the year, but I think this year he really has earned the manager of the year.
1: I can't argue it. Like we, we just take it for granted. We just take the organization how well they are. Like it's a well, well-oiled machine. The Dodgers are just the—they are the perfect franchise. They're just run from top to bottom. I always say, ownership. Like your team's only going to be successful. By your owners. That's it. Like your owners, they, they literally lead the way they, they pave the path and it just trickles on them. Once it's good up there, it just trickles on down that Dodgers team. I mean, it's not a, it's not an accident that they keep getting these pit, like everyone you just mentioned. Right. So you have, like, I don't know how you can argue Roberts. Just don't take it for granted, but you know, um, not everyone can manage a team like that. Like you can also screw it up. Yeah. Like people don't, people don't realize that as well. Like you're like, Oh, it's so easy. All you have to do is put it, turn the lineup in and just sit back and watch. Mm, again, I always tell her, I don't tell everybody, but like the thing to keep, keep remembering about managers is always not what you see on the field. What you see on the field is the game. Everything you work to goes into that game to manage it. The way, you know, you drop your plans, and everything it's everything you don't see. Um, and, and he must be acing that I and mean, we don't see it, but he must be acing that. Cause you, even the talent, you won't get that record if the manager doesn't have things at that nice even. You know what I mean? That nice even yeah. kill. You won't get the results. You won't get it. And that's why managers get fired. They get in the way sometimes. They get in the way. And I always thought Cito was the best at that. Like for the, those Jays teams, he there was no better manager for that for that team. Just don't ask him. He's not going to go and manage the Tampa Bay Rays. Like he's not going. He can't mix and mango the line. He doesn't want to. It's not his style. It's not what he. He was a field guy, story. right? Yeah. Roberts is in this, I got to think that Roberts and Gat and Cedar are in that same, that, that same, Dusty Baker, same thing, right? Yeah. They're in yeah. that same class that, that like, they know exactly what to do with the people they're managing. It's more about the relation, the, the communication, the building you have with those players and knowing what they're all about than it is really pinch hitting for this guy or putting that guy batting fifth or sixth. Like,
0: Yeah. Uh, by the way, Judge just ground out into a double play, so he's going to end. I'm guessing that's his I didn't even think he would get a fifth at bat, uh, but this game, it's now 5-4, bottom of the ninth. So I guess if Texas ties it up and it goes a few extra innings, he might get another one. But I, I really think Aaron Judge is gripping it. I, I think he is really, really wanting that number 62 so bad. And yeah, it's kind of cool that it might happen in the very last game of the season, but I'm sure... Uh, he would like to have gotten it done. The only thing I will say is this might be a good thing for Yankee fans for the playoffs because if he if he once the 62 chases yeah. over, maybe he lightens up and just swings freely because it really seems like this is kind of getting to him a little bit.
1: Hitting is the hardest thing to do in all of sports. It's the yeah. reason why when you fail 7 out of 10 times, you're amazing, Right. You're incredible. If you fail, can you imagine if you failed seven out of ten things that you did every time like not, you not you wouldn't be considered incredible, right? I wouldn't be married anymore. Well, you're, <laughs> yeah, touche, right? So, like, so with with judge, the only way to hit, the only chance you have is to have a clear mind. It's got to be clear. You to focus, like you've it's got to be. You got to be clear. It is so hard. It is so hard when you have those when you have that thing. It's, it, it overpowers your brain. Your brain is so it's such a powerful thing. It's your biggest muscle in your body is your brain. Mm-hmm. And if that's not clicking because of this um, distraction, if you will, it's so hard. You just hope that a pitcher makes a mistake and he just hits it. That, that, that's really it. But the, it's so hard also because he can't tell the pitcher how to pitch to him. So if the pitchers don't want to pitch to him and he knows and he's got this like tick, 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 I got to get my 62 before the season ends. You're going to swing at bad pitches. You're going to swing at bad pitches. You're probably not going to have a home run. So, um, unless you're Vladimir Guerrero. But, <laughs> you know. So then, so, and, and going back to your manager of the year, if you didn't, if you didn't have the Dodge, if you didn't, how about, what, what's your take on, uh, Showalter, Buck Showalter?
0: Um, yeah, I, th- I think it's, he's done a great job. Um, uh, I think that's kind of that. in the Terry Francona, uh, mm-hmm. kind of area too, right? Where, um, this is a guy who's uh you know turned things around and, and again another another team that's, you know, probably like you said, playing with, with house money. Um so I don't know. 100%. I like if I look in the in the national league, um obviously I think what Atlanta did uh is, is pretty impressive as well. Uh, after losing yeah. Freddie Freeman. Um so I, like I I'm I'm looking at you know, St. Louis Phillies back in, but uh, probably I, I, I throw it at Atlanta if I wasn't going to give it to the Dodgers.
1: Yeah. Oh, again, we take it for granted, right? How good of a job he he's done. It's just like, Oh, but they have so much talent again, but someone has to make sure that that all mixes together and that it's a balance and that it actually translates onto the field for wins and losses. That's 100%. not, it's, if people think that's easy, I'm telling you, it is not, <laughs>
0: It's like coaching Canada's not. Olympic hockey team. It's not that yeah.
1: easy, even though you have stars or whatever. So you all, yeah, not uh, everyone can do a it. lot
0: of it, a lot of it is when you have stars is managing the personalities and, and making sure everything's fine that way. And you know, the, the, the then the rest kind of handles itself. And that's probably what you said about Cedo Gaston, yeah. but he was so good as managing those personalities.
1: Yep. He just, I'm not going to get in the way. Here's what everybody's job is. You guys all have a clear job to do. I'm going to give it to you because I trust you. If I take you out, if I move you down to the lineup, if I take you out, I, you, I've just showed you I've lost confidence in your ability, and that's going to hurt you on the field. So I'm going to stick with you. Whether anyone likes it or not, sorry, that's the way I manage. And it translated to World Series, so he didn't do too bad of a job. Yeah, it
0: worked out pretty well. All right, so before yeah. we let you go, i uh, got to tell us about what's your call sports. I love what you guys are doing. I threw a video together for you guys. I know some other people yeah. have, so tell everybody uh, where they can find it and, and how much fun they can have.
1: Yeah, absolutely. What's your call, sports? Go to our YouTube channel, WYC sports on YouTube. Um, check us out on TikTok. We have a pretty good channel there as well. Our team does an amazing job. Um, there's about four or five of us and um, we get together, you know, twice, two or three times a week and we're trying to come up with some ideas for content. So soon we're going to come out with, we want people to voice their opinion on robot umpires. That's what we asked, you know, Dean, we asked you to do that. Andy as well. Um, so we want your opinion. We want your take, you know, this You know, we haven't seen anything like this before, and it could change the whole complexity of the game, really. Um, You know, all of a sudden you have an automated strike zone. Um, What's that going to do to the game, right? So what's your call? We want to hear everybody's opinion. They're all good. We'd love to talk about it. That's what it's all about. It's engagement. And, you know, you're talking about something that you enjoy. It's sports, it's baseball, but it's also the ins and outs of the game and things that, you know, what do you like to see? what do you want to watch? What's, you know, what, what do you find interesting? That's, that's WIC sports. What's your call?
0: Well, I always say an opinion can't be wrong. So bring the opinions, be respectful yep. and have some fun with your fellow sports fans. Uh, I, I love chatting with you, Eric. It's such a, a neat insight that you bring and uh, I can't wait to do it next Tuesday when we're actually going to have playoff games. I'm like Friday afternoon is going to be, it's, it's kind of like Christmas for me. So I can't wait for it. And I can't wait to chat with you next week again.
1: Uh, it's going to be great. Absolutely. I enjoy doing this as well, Dean. Anytime, my friend. All right.
0: There's Eric Grossman from What's Your Call Sports. Check it out uh, at d- uh, WYC Sports on Twitter and get in the game, get in the debate. Uh, Palm Circus says, uh, Judge is trying too hard. Yeah. And uh, Maria Maria says, Eric, you're awesome. So there you go. The listeners and the viewers continually want more Eric. Less Dean, more Eric. Uh, great baseball chat. Uh, insight uh, that not everybody has. And uh, that's why we love bringing, although Face Palm Circus, JP says, the largest muscle is the gluteus maximus. Well, the most important muscle is the brain. Let's go with that. The most important muscle is your brain.